What is going on, story lovers? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Story podcast. As always, I am your host, TJ Truly Tooley, and welcome to my first Christmas special. I want to wish you a very happy holiday, whether you're celebrating with friends or family or not celebrating at all. I hope that you are surrounded by people who care about you, people that you love, people that you want to be with, and that you just cherish each other and make the most out of this special time of year. I've been very excited to share this episode with y'all for a very long time. I've put together a couple of different episode segments, and yeah, let's just get right on in. It's For the Love of Story podcast Christmas special 2018. I hope you enjoy. Christmas, Christmas season, winter, getting out of school, all this stuff that happens at the end of the year, it's a kind of time of reflection and a time to be with family or whatever, and I have always been fascinated with all the different traditions and customs that all families from across the world will have, and they'll have stuff in common, and we'll have stuff that's a little bit different. You know, a lot of people will watch the same holiday specials or Christmas movies or have the same, you know, kind of family meal or get together. Lots of times presents are involved in one shape or form, you know, and that doesn't just go for Christmas. You can, if you celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any other holidays that exist around this time of year, you know, there's something that brings people together. And when people are brought together, Stories are told, stories are shared, memories are created that become the stories that we share in future years. And that's something why, that I wanted to get into with this first part of this Christmas special, which is going to be one of my Yours Truly episodes, where it's kind of my thoughts, my you know podcast blog, if you would, and my chance to just kind of talk about the things that interest me and the way that they've impacted my life and for me Christmas has always been something that my family will do a lot we would you know maybe go to my grandparents house down in Kansas or maybe we'd go up to see my uncle my aunt my cousins and my other grandma up in Indianapolis you know we family is really big is really important even in the years we didn't go down to a grandparents house or an aunt and uncle you know we would do stuff as a family we'd have a family dinner go to church together we'd open presents together it's all about family and yeah that's something that I've always had and I've been blessed with that and for some people they don't have that and for those people I I really do genuinely wish and hope that you know it's if you don't have family around that it could be the family that you choose you know have having friends or people that you care about who are going to surround you and love on you and just have a experience that would be good for what you your situation is so with all that in mind I decided to put together kind of a 
you know, top five kind of structured thing to kind of structure this out. And so for my top five, it's going to be my favorite things about Christmas, um, top five style, and the categories are, you know, tradition, holiday movies, holiday food, holiday beverage, and um, experience with gifts. And uh, so my favorite tradition, at, at least now, my kind of, kind of favorite thing that I do now is going around whenever we're just out driving, you know, whether it be me and my family, me with friends, me with girlfriend, whatever, but just driving around all the rich people neighborhoods and looking at the obscene Christmas lights that people put out, or even just the, you know, average neighborhoods where there's that one neighbor who will kind of have way more lights than everyone else and they're kind of synced up with music and it's it's their spectacles there's something to be seen it's really cool to see all the effort that people put into it um, my other podcast uh, everyone their brother William and Sam's dad is one of the people who goes all out with lights and decorations and inflatables and music and one of these days I'll have to get out there and see it in person but um, the pictures I've seen seem pretty awesome uh, so that's definitely a tradition that I that I really like. You know, past traditions could include you know going to see grandparents or aunts and uncles, and um, just getting to that experience with family and cousins and stuff. Um, moving on to holiday movie. Now the fun thing to say here, the kind of you know popular thing is, you know, is is Die Hard a Christmas movie or is it not a Christmas movie? You know, I, <laughs> whatever your beliefs are on that particular subject, I do enjoy that movie. And, you know, if you watch it during the holidays, then, you know, that could be a Christmas movie for you. Um, but other movies that I have up there, I've, uh, The Polar Express, you know, it was a book that I really liked. And the movie I thought was really good. It added a lot that I thought was really cool to see visually. And I actually got to ride a version of The Polar Express when I came down for my job interview at the current job I have. And that's a really cool thing. The Polar Express is always going to have a nice place in my heart. And, you know, I have one of, like, they gave out bells when the Polar Express was there. Like, you know, the bells that you could only hear if you still believe, all that stuff. And I love that bell. I love, I have a sweatshirt from the stuff and I have a mug <laughs> from it. So Polar Express is also definitely up there. And, that's not to discount or shortchange the like you know TV specials that are always playing like the you know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers or the Grinches of the world you know and other good movies like Elf <laughs> which a lot of people like and a lot of people don't like but I personally like Elf so I I would say that those are um, definitely up there. I'm looking at my list now. I'm realizing that I didn't include holiday TV shows. Um, but one thing I highly, highly, highly recommend is the Doctor Who Christmas specials, and in particular, the Doctor Who Christmas Carol, which was the Christmas special in between season five and six of the Matt Smith era. Um, they kind of retell that classic story of the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, but also... It's a sci-fi adventure, time-traveling adventure love story with fish in the sky. It sounds really weird to say that out loud, but 
it is one of my favorite things that has come out lately with like Christmas themed and I could sit down and watch that and it's fantastic. Highly recommend. Go check that out. Um, and yeah, let's move on to holiday foods. Now there's a lot of food you can eat during, you know, Christmas time or holidays. And, you know, my family will do like, you know, the ham and the turkey. And, um, I do love my, my grandma Tuli has rolls that she'll make and just, I, I could live off of bread and butter <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so rolls are always very good. I love a good pecan pie or as my friend Robert would say, pecan pie. And those are some that's always good. But what I went with in particular is a couple of different cookies that I'll make when I'm at home with my family. And those are, um, snickerdoodles and chocolate crinkle cookies. Those are two of my absolute favorites. My sister, my mom, and I would make some bomb snickerdoodles. And when my mom makes crinkle cookies, I those those things don't last very long. I could eat a whole plate full of them. I shouldn't, but I could. <laughs> and they're just, you know, gooey and chocolatey and moist and covered in powdered sugar. Those are great. And the snickerdoodles are super buttery and covered in cinnamon sugar and they're just perfect. And for me, it's very, very holiday. It's like that time of year. Like I don't, I don't just go home and have snickerdoodles and crinkle cookies all the time. So that's why they make the top of my list. We'll also give cookies to relatives as gifts or friends as gifts. So that's definitely my favorite holiday foods are those cookies. Um, holiday beverage. Um, I personally love when you like get a hot chocolate going and you mix it up or stir it up with a candy cane so it gets like pepperminty. Very good. You know, like the warm drinks around this time of year when it's cold, you know, get your sweater going, get your hot chocolate going. If you're not into hot chocolate, you know, maybe like a coffee or something. But for me, it's hot chocolate get as chocolatey as possible. My mom makes, um, her hot chocolate. Like some people will use, you know, water, um, as the base for what, when they mix in the cocoa powder and stuff, my mom will use milk and half and half. So that stuff gets like super rich and super thick. And I love it. I think it's fantastic. And then as I said, stir it up with a little candy cane. None says holidays to me more than that. And last, but certainly not least, um, I, I had favorite gifts written down. Like I was thinking like my favorite gifts I've ever given, my favorite ones I've ever received. And, you know, I've been blessed with my life of having a lot of, a lot of presence over my life. Uh, one of my favorite things that I had a chance to give was, uh, my sister and I one year decided to recreate a picture from our childhood, um, at my grandparents' house, um, in secret. Like my parents had no idea we did it, but we tried our best to like match how we looked in the picture and had our grandparents, um, try to use our phones to take the picture. And it, it turned out great. And we framed it for them and my parents loved it. It was great. And then the next year, I believe we, uh, recreated three pictures instead of one, and those also turned out great. Those are framed and hanging up in my parents' house. And just getting to see, like, just the experience of getting to do that with my sister and also, you know, seeing the look on my parents' face when they saw the recreated pictures. You know, it's just, 
it was it was awesome it's one of in my opinion one of the best gifts ever and something that people should do more often is recreate those pictures because you'll have a blast reminiscing about the memories that you have with that or that time and you're making new memories along the way and then that's a big thing for me is memories that are stories and stories that we tell that bring us all closer together no matter when it is but especially during the holidays and this time of year is just perfect for that so moving to the next segment of this um, Christmas special I, I was going to do kind of a kind of movie club kind of review slash possibly book clubish thing too because what I was going to talk about I kind of hinted at earlier which is the Polar Express um, so this isn't quite a complete book club where we're going to talk about the book in depth and it's not exactly like a for the love of screen either because I'm not going to get super super in depth with it but I did want to mention certain things from the Polar Express and that is you know you you look at how old you have to be to you know still experience the magic of Christmas the magic of this time of year and more important more specifically the Santa character you know it's Santa Claus means something to a lot of people a lot of children you know I grew up in a house with Santa and I know some kids didn't some people who I'm very close to didn't have Santa when they grew up and you know it's always an interesting topic when you start talking about like what would you do for your own kids and that's something that you know you know I haven't had to think about too hard but I mean I had Santa and I thought he was pretty cool <laughs> um, but there's definitely comes a time where you know you stop um, having presents from Santa and I think that that's something that you know there's no set time there's no guidelines as to when that is or you know what age and stuff like that but you know you still have kids put their you know you know tooth under their pillow or in like a box on their bedside table and for me it's the same idea um but besides the fact there's some to be said about believing in magic of this time of year and you know the spirit of Christmas and I think that's what the Polar Express as a book and as a movie really get into is you know the meaning of and the spirit of Christmas and believing in that magic that impacts all of us you know there's it tells a really cool story about a kid's journey you know to the North Pole and getting to meet Santa and um, talking about like you know the, those bells when when you you can't hear it anymore because you know you stop believing or you've gotten old or whatever you know that's it's kind of heart wrenching because it's also about growing up and um those are always we'll say fun <laughs> um but you know you look at the innocence of children and the magic and wonder in their eyes you know you see kids go sit on Santa's lap that is Santa like that's not someone being Santa that's not one of the Santas at the mall that is Santa and I think that's really cool you know they see random little mall workers but they're elves and that's that's really cool to me too and just I like to try and find ways where I can still find you know that childlike wonder and 
certain things like taking that time to enjoy the moments that I'm in kind of look at it from an outside perspective like I where I'm at right now is really cool you know where you are right now where you're listening to this you know take a look around and appreciate where you are because chances are at some point in the past you would have never thought you would be where you're at and I think that's really cool I think that's a gift and that's one of the good parts about growing up so yeah not not like a super in-depth thing there with that but I highly recommend checking out the Polar Express at least once you know if you haven't watched it you know the book is really really short but the movie is longer and has some you know good music and some fun scenes and some really good characters um so yeah definitely go check that out um the big part of this special the the thing that i've been most excited about the thing i've been working on for the longest is i wanted to do an impromptu which uh, for those of you who don't know that is an episode i do where i will find a writing prompt online or i'll write the writing prompt sometimes uh, but this one in particular I found online, and I will cite the original prompt, and I will cite the person who wrote it. However, I'm going to do this one a little bit differently, and I'm going to read the prompt at the very, very end, and I'm going to um, only tell you the title of this of the story that I wrote based on the writing prompt and the short short story that I came up with that I'm going to be reading for you today is called Sylvia the Elf Who Saved Christmas. Um, this is a again story that was inspired by a writing prompt that I saw on Reddit. Um, however, the story is all my own, the characters are all my own, and so it is a original story and I put a lot of <laughs> thought and care into writing this. I'm very excited to be finally sharing it with you all. Um, so without further ado, I present Sylvia the Elf Who Saved Christmas, written and read by yours truly, TJ Tooley. Hope you enjoy. Santa! Edgar sprinted down the hallway as fast as his elf legs could carry him. As he turned a corner, he slammed into a couple of toy shop workers on their break. Sorry, so sorry. Have either of you seen Santa? Nope, not since this morning. What about Esther? Edgar asked as he caught his breath. Esther was the head of Edgar's department, DARK, which stood for Delivery, Assistance, and Record Keeping. Santa himself had created the Dark Elves almost 200 years ago. He had been struggling to keep up with the population growth and was almost caught four times in the same year. As much as it pained him to admit it, he needed help. Santa decided that good kids should not have to be punished for him being spread too thin, so he made the hard choice to give up delivering coal to the naughty list kids. The dark elves oversee the coal operation from mining to delivery. Every Christmas, dark elves in teams of two would take a mini sleigh full of coal pulled by a single reindeer. Just like Santa, they would, of course, have a few extra presents with their lumps of coal in case any kids switched from the naughty list to the nice list, but that rarely happened after Santa took off for his delivery. And so it was that the children would only receive a visit from Santa himself if they were good. 
Victor sent me to find Santa, and believe me, it's urgent, Edgar said, as he started running down the hallway again. If you see Santa, tell him to go see Victor. Edgar believed that Victor had the best job in the world. He gets to monitor the naughty nice list. The magical list was capable of updating five times per minute. Every child, from the moment they're born until the moment they stop believing, are on the list. Edgar loved seeing all of the naughty list kids moving to the nice list. The list was divided by time zones and then by city. As children traveled to their relatives' houses, their names would move across the list to that town. Edgar would work with Esther, the head of Dark, every year to map out the best delivery routes for the Dark Delivery Elves. Santa, of course, did not need help with planning a delivery route because of how magical and fast he was. He may need help planning a route this year, Edgar thought to himself. Where is Santa? As he rounded another corner, he ran into and accidentally tackled an unsuspecting elf. Ow, Edgar said as he rubbed his head. He looked to his right and saw the elf he had ran over, rubbing her head too. Goodness, are you okay? he asked as he quickly stood up. I'm okay, she said as she took Edgar's hand. Have you seen Santa? he asked as he helped her to her feet. No, I haven't, she said, looking a bit shocked at how frantic he seemed. That's okay. Just if you see him, tell him Victor is looking for him. I will, she answered. Oh, and before you go, can you tell me where the dark office is? I'm supposed to be meeting someone named Edgar there soon. Edgar gasped as he suddenly remembered the appointment as well. Oh my goodness. Hi, Sylvia, he said, reaching out his hand. I'm Edgar from Dark. You're meeting with me so I can show you around. It's your first day. I am so excited. Oh, she said with a laugh as she shook his hand. Pleased to meet you, Edgar. Ah, shall I show you to our office? Edgar asked as he gestured down the hall. Actually, should we go find Santa first? She asked with a smile. Santa, right, yes, thank you. Edgar was clearly frazzled, but he shook it off and the two elves started running. Maybe he's in the stables checking out the reindeer? He suggested. He's not, I just came from there, Sylvia shouted as she kept pace with him. Edgar oversees the reindeer and the mini sleighs that the dark elves take out when they deliver coal. He had seen potential in Sylvia when he had observed her and the stable elves and told her supervisor that he wanted her to apply for Dark. Right, you worked in the stables. Did you work there for long? Edgar asked as they ran. Yep, I was there for almost 400 years. I just always wanted a chance to fly with them and not just take care of them from the ground. Edgar could relate to that. He had been working in the toy factory for almost 600 years before he decided to take a risk and join the newly created Dark Elves. Helping Santa meant bringing joy to children everywhere. He felt there was no higher calling. Maybe we should check the coal mines, he suggested. I need to take you there for your tour sometime anyway, so we might as well go now, right? Works for me, Sylvia agreed, and they sprinted out of the workshop doors and into the sunny outside. Elves weighed so little that they do not sink in the snow. They quickly darted across the snow-covered ground, leaving their tiny shoe prints behind. Have you ever been to the mines? Edgar yelled over the wind. Never, she yelled back. Edgar saw an opportunity to share some of the history of Dark. He was a bit of a North Pole history nut. So, thousands of years ago, when Santa first came to the North Pole, he needed a place to live. He found a cave to shelter himself from the weather, and inside, he met the elves who would become the first factory workers. They became friends and helped him build the workshop and the stables. They tamed the reindeer together, and they started building toys together. Santa knew that some kids were nice and some kids were naughty. He saw that the elves would send their naughty kids to the mines to bring more coal to keep the workshop warm. 
This gave Santa the idea of giving lumps of coal to all the naughty kids. It wasn't a toy, but if the family needed it, it could be used for warmth. Edgar and Sylvia stopped in front of a large sculpture of Santa and the first elves near the entrance to the mines. They sculpted this together as a reminder to future generations of the love that built the Christmas spirit as we know it today. It's beautiful, Sylvia said as she admired the stonework. Even a lump of coal can bring light and warmth in the darkest of places. All you have to do is light the flame. That's right, Edgar said as he smiled at her. Come on. Edgar took off running again, and Sylvia followed. Sylvia looked up in awe as they entered the wide mouth of the cave. The walls were dark, but the room was well lit by the many torches hanging on the walls. It's so hot in here, Sylvia remarked as she took off her hat and jacket. The mining equipment, the fire from the torches, and the black coal walls keeping the heat inside make it the hottest place in the North Pole, Edgar said proudly. Let's go by Leaf's office and see if he's seen Santa. Uh, who's Leaf? Sylvia asked. Right. You're new here and you haven't been here before, Edgar reminded himself. Leaf is the mining department head. He ensures there is enough coal for the naughty list and all of the buildings up here. He is a little rough around the edges, but he's super nice and loves what he does. Sylvia thought Leaf sounded like an interesting elf. Seeing the coal operation made her even more excited to be a dark elf. They climbed three flights of stairs and saw a wooden door in the wall carved of the cave itself. Edgar knocked on it rhythmically. Leaf... It's Edgar. Is Santa here? He called through the door. After a few moments, Edgar knocked again, and the door swung open to reveal a short, plump elf in a short-sleeved flannel shirt and overalls. His long, gray hair and mustache were almost as long as he was tall. Sylvia guessed that it had to be Leaf. You know I can't hear anything through this door, Edgar. How many times do I have to tell you? Sorry, Leaf, Edgar said impatiently. Is Santa here? Aye, he is. Come on in, Leaf said as with a hearty chuckle. And who might you be? I'm Sylvia, formerly of the Stable Elves and now new Dark Recruit. Well, pleasure to meet you, Sylvia, Leaf said, shaking her hand violently. Come on in. Edgar ran ahead and saw Santa watching the mine cars roll by while drinking hot cocoa. Santa, he said as he ran over to him. Edgar, Santa said, looking alarmed at the out-of-breath elf. What's wrong? Victor sent me to find you. He said it's urgent. I see, Santa said with a concerned look on his face. He chugged the rest of his cocoa and put on his coat. I should have known it would happen this year. Santa ran back to the workshop while Edgar and Sylvia tried to keep up. Their little elf legs were much shorter than Santa's, so they quickly fell behind. When they opened the doors to the dark headquarters, they saw Santa and Victor inspecting the nice list. What is it? Edgar asked as he tried to catch his breath. The colony, Victor said as they entered the room behind him. Oh, oh no, already? Edgar said as he began to pace around the room. You must be Sylvia, Victor said as he quickly shook her hand. It's very nice to meet you. I would love to chat, but things are a bit chaotic at the moment. Oh, that's okay, Sylvia said. I'm excited to be here and help with the chaos. As he quickly walked away, Sylvia turned and looked at Edgar with a concerned look on her face. Which colony? Why is it causing chaos? Christmas is still six months away. Edgar gulped and wiped sweat from his little elf forehead. The colony, he emphasized as in the first Martian colony, the one that's only been inhabited by humans for 18 months? Oh, I read about that. That's the one where every space program in the world combined resources for the first time and established the One Earth flag. Such a huge moment for the humans. Right, that, Edgar said as he began pacing in front of her. You know that Santa and Dark deliver to every child naughty and nice on Christmas Eve, right? Right. Right. 
And you know that Santa created dark because he was being spread too thin and couldn't hit every house in one night, right? Oh. Oh, is right. Because that was every house on Earth. Now we have to deal with something we have never dealt with before. The first child has been born on Mars. The next three months were hectic. Esther, Leif, Victor, and Edgar were all assigned to the Mars problem on top of their daily work, which meant Sylvia had to help cover all of their jobs. She didn't mind, though. She relished the opportunity to learn so much so quickly. She didn't get to work with her much, but she admired Esther's leadership. She had met her on the day that the first child on Mars was born, and she quickly showed her what each dark elf did. She learned how Esther created the delivery routes for the dark elves, she learned how Leaf monitored the mining operations, she learned how Victor monitored the Naughty Nice list and how he recorded the changes, and she learned how Edgar oversaw maintenance of the sleighs and the health of the dark reindeer. She especially enjoyed checking the nice list and seeing baby Ruby's name separated from the others because the list didn't know how to process her name, time zone, or region. The first child of Mars, unique in the universe. Sylvia hoped more than anything that the Dark Elves would figure out how Santa could visit her. Less than a month later, Sylvia noticed another name next to Ruby's. Then a week later, there was another. More babies were being born on Mars. At that point, Victor and Esther desperately needed to begin planning the delivery routes, but they were also working day and night with Santa to solve the Mars problem. A year on Mars is almost two Earth years, but the days were only an hour longer. From what they could tell, the colonists were planning to celebrate Earth holidays like Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and New Year's at the same exact time Earth did to feel close to home. So there they were, three months to Christmas Eve, and Ruby now had six friends. When Esther and Victor had no choice but to finalize delivery routes Sylvia had mostly finished, they asked her to take their places in solving the Mars situation. Only a month later, Edgar needed to go ensure the reindeer for Santa and Dark were prepared and the sleighs were all functional, and Leaf needed to ensure that the coal mining operation would finish on time. This left Sylvia and Santa to solve the big problem alone. Santa's sleigh was magical, and it could fly very high in the sky, but even if he could breathe in space, he couldn't travel fast enough to get to Mars and back to Earth in just one night. Santa's magic sleigh flew fast, but not that fast. He showed Sylvia the project he'd been working on since the Mars colony was established. In his private workshop was something unlike anything Sylvia had ever seen before. Santa called it his shooting star. It was a sleigh, but smaller, and almost shaped like an icicle. Small and pointed in the front, larger in the back. It was painted a dazzling white, and had small flecks of blue in it. Like his main sleigh, it was also powered by magic and children who believed in him, but the special sleigh had an engine that stored and ran on starlight. He told her that he and Esther had loaded it up and taken it on a few test runs to see if he can get to Mars and back fast enough. They tried leaving from different points in the route, with different present and coal weight, but they took too long every time. Sylvia asked him if they'd tried without the presents and without the coal. He said they'd never considered it because he would need at least the presents and the coal for the Mars kids. After a night of crunching numbers together, Sylvia had a brilliant idea. She presented her thoughts to Santa, who seemed very intrigued by her plan. After working out some minor details with Santa, he gave her a big hug. Thank you, Sylvia. You may have just saved Christmas. You want to do what? Edgar had not reacted to Sylvia's plan exactly the way she had expected. Walk me through it again, Esther said as she looked over the hand-drawn plans. 
So basically, Santa will deliver his route the way you and Victor draw it up, and the Dark Elves will deliver the coal with no changes. Sylvia looked around the room and made sure the others were following what she was saying. After he delivers to the last house on Earth, Santa will be met by Edgar in his icicle-looking sleigh. They will trade, and Santa will blast off to Mars. Which is great, except it can't go fast enough to make it there and back, Esther said, not sounding convinced. He and I tried it more times than I can count. You never tried without the extra weight, Sylvia explained, pointing to her sketches. Without the weight of presents and coal, and by stripping down the entire sleigh to the bare minimum parts, it can go fast enough to get to Mars before Christmas morning. He doesn't need to worry about making it back to Earth on Christmas Eve because it'll be his last stop. And you will be bringing the presents and coal to Mars yourself before Santa gets there, Esther asked skeptically. I volunteered to do it. It's my idea and nobody should have to take the risk. Santa wants to modify one of the dark sleighs to travel through space and run on starlight as well. It would be loaded up with all the presents and coal for Mars, and I will fly it as fast as I can there first. I'll find the colony and wait. The sleigh will act like a beacon for Santa's icicle. He would then take the presents and coal from my sleigh, deliver all of them, and tow me and my sleigh back to Earth. Sylvia watched proudly as Esther, Victor, and Edgar all took turns looking over and discussing her plans. It looked like they might be on board. They asked Santa to show them his space sleigh. Wow, it's beautiful. It really does look like an icicle. Yeah, Santa, you should have called it that. Santa chuckled and hugged the group. We better get to work, he said. Christmas Eve is only two weeks away. For the next two weeks, Sylvia worked harder than she had ever had before. She and Edgar got to work on modifying a sleigh for her and removing unnecessary weight from it and Santa's icicle. The rest of the Dark Elves finished their jobs like any other year, but with new excitement. Could Santa and the unknown elf from the stables bring Christmas all the way to Mars in one night? Sylvia was excited and nervous. Before she knew it, the night before Christmas had arrived. She was in Dark Headquarters with Santa and the other division leaders doing their final checks. I think we're ready, Santa said, proudly looking at them. This Christmas would not have been possible without all of your help. Let's hear it for Sylvia, Esther said, holding up her cocoa mug. She was thrown into the middle of the craziest days I have experienced in my 800 years here at the North Pole and never cracked under the pressure. The elf who brought Christmas to Mars, Edgar said while smiling at her. Cheers. Sylvia drank her cocoa and smiled back. She felt so proud of the work that she had done since joining Dark. She was nervous at first, but she felt like she truly earned her place in the group in just six short months. Thank you all. I had the best teachers any elf could ever want, and now I'm part of the greatest team the North Pole will ever know. They finished their cocoa and said goodnight. Sylvia noticed that Santa was staying behind to look over the delivery routes again. Staying up late, she asked. Just checking this twice, Santa said with a smile. It'll be close. Even with your amazing plan, we'll still be pushing it. Sylvia took his hand and smiled at him. I believe in you. All of the children of Earth do too, and soon all of the children on Mars will as well. You've got this. Santa wiped a tear from his eye and gave her a big hug. Thank you, Sylvia. You have a big day tomorrow. Go get some sleep. She wished him good night and headed to bed. She was so excited that she couldn't sleep. She kept thinking about how amazing it would be to fly through space. She had a chance to do something no other elf had ever done. On top of that, she got to carry presents for Santa. A few months ago, 
She was just a small elf who worked in the stables, and now she was a dark elf who worked directly with the division leaders and Santa, and personally gets to help deliver the first presents to another planet. As she smiled to herself, she slowly drifted off to sleep. Sylvia woke up to the sounds of excitement in the workshop. The last present must have been wrapped. Every Christmas Eve morning, they throw a huge party in the workshop once the last present has been wrapped and sent to the stables to be loaded in Santa's magic sack. This year, she was going to skip the party to do final checks on Santa's and her sleigh. She did swing by the party and grab a mug of cocoa and a cookie on her way out to the stables. As she watched the other elves celebrate, she grew more excited for the party that would happen when she and Santa made it back to Earth. It would truly be a night the North Pole would never forget. She helped Edgar do final checks on all of the dark sleighs, then they did the final checks on her personal space sleigh and Santa's icicle-shaped sleigh. Everything seemed good to go. She even watched her sleigh get loaded up with the presents for the Mars children. After everything was checked, it was time for one last dark meeting in the mines. Esther and Leif spend each Christmas Eve morning in the mines, ensuring the coal is properly packaged and distributed to the small dark sleighs and to the buildings. Sylvia, Edgar, and Victor met up at the workshop and headed over together. Victor was constantly checking the naughty nice list for last-minute changes. Sylvia admired his work ethic and attention to detail. When they reached the mines, Santa was with Esther and Leaf double-checking the lumps of coal going to the naughty list kids. Even though they were naughty, Santa still wanted them to be good quality. They all went to Leaf's office and sat around the table. Well, today's the day, Esther said with a big smile. I'm so proud of the work that each and every one of you has done, especially in the last six months. Division leaders, is everything ready? The reindeer and dark sleighs are all ready to go, no issues, said Edgar. The last coal for delivery has been packaged and loaded into the dark sleighs, Leaf added. This list has only changed twice today, and Santa has already been briefed on the two children, Victor said while continuing to look at the list. Alrighty, Esther said before locking eyes with Sylvia. Is everything in your division ready, Sylvia? Oh, Sylvia said, taken aback. I I'm not a division leader, but the space sleighs are ready, no issues. She felt her little elf cheeks blush from embarrassment. Wrong, Esther said while reaching in her coat pocket. Wrong? Sylvia asked as she began to panic. Is something wrong with my sleigh? Is something wrong with the icicle? I mean, Santa's sleigh? Relax, Sylvia. It's not that, Esther said while holding back laughter. Sylvia looked around and noticed that everyone else was laughing too. What had she missed? Why was Esther walking towards her with her hands behind her back? Sylvia, we knew you were special from your first day. Edgar said he sensed greatness in you when he met you in the stables, and he was right. You were just going to be another dark sleigh driver and delivery elf, but we kept you around in the leadership because we knew we were better with you. I said you were wrong because you said you weren't a division leader. Santa, would you like to do the honors? Sylvia held back tears as she watched Esther hand Santa a small box. Sylvia, you are a very special elf indeed. You stepped up and ran dark when I pulled all of the division leaders away to work on the Mars problem, and we didn't solve it until you came in. Your brilliance and ingenuity may have saved Christmas for generations to come. So as a thank you for what you've done, and because of the trust we all have in you, I am naming you Department Leader of Icicle, a new specialized task force within Dark that is designed specifically to tackle Mars and other space-related problems we face. You will have a crew of as many Dark Elves as you need assigned to report to you and make next year's Christmas even better. He opened the box and revealed her Dark Elf Wings pin. 
and leadership badge that had the letters I-C-I-C-L-E. What does it stand for? Sylvie asked as she wiped away tears. It stands for Interstellar Christmas Implementation and Creative Logistics Elves, Esther said proudly. I can't think of anybody better suited for this role than you. Congratulations. The other elves got up and hugged Sylvia. This is the most amazing gift I have ever received, Sylvia said through tears. Thank you all so very much. As the first time zone began going to sleep, all delivery elves joined Santa and his sleigh on the runway. Tonight, we work hard to fill the lives of children everywhere with magic and wonder, Santa yelled from his sleigh. This night is more important than any others before. I trust each and every one of you to do what must be done as quickly and safely as possible. Good luck. Merry Christmas to you all. With a crack of the reins, his reindeer began running forward and took off into the night. The first time zone's dark elves, with their mini sleighs full of coal, began taking off one by one, pulled by a single reindeer who someday might pull Santa's sleigh. As soon as they were off, Sylvia lined her sleigh up on the runway. Hers had no reindeer, but stored magic and starlight. She was ready. With a final wave back to her new dark elf friends, she took off. It was much faster than Sylvia had expected. She was pressed to the back of her seat as the sleigh launched into the night sky. Her eyes were watering. She couldn't help but smile. This was the most exciting thing she had ever done. As the sleigh left Earth's atmosphere, she felt herself become weightless. She took a breath and looked back at the most beautiful sight she had ever seen, the Earth from space. There was nothing quite like it. No picture could ever do that sight justice. Sylvia grabbed the controls and headed in the direction of Mars. Space was very cold. Sylvia wrapped herself up in a thick blanket and rubbed her small little elf hands together for warmth. The initial excitement of being in space wore off, and the trip began to feel very long. She was halfway there, and she began to grow tired. She needed to focus. She thought about Ruby and all the Mars children who were relying on her to get their presents to their home. She thought about Santa and the elves back at the North Pole. They would be tracking Santa's progress as dark delivery elves returned from one time zone to resupply and take off again for another region. They would also be waiting for Santa to return with her. She reached for dark wings and her icicle badge. She earned this. She can do this. With renewed hope and confidence, she began repeating to herself, For Ruby. For Ruby. For Ruby. After another hour or so, she began to see the red planet growing larger and larger. Her excitement was back. She was the first elf to see the planet this close up. She began to prepare her sleigh for Santa's arrival. The presents had all been strapped down for the lift off and quick travel to Mars. Sylvia giggled as the presents began floating around the sleigh with her. She pulled out Santa's backup magic sack and loaded it with the presents. She looked up and saw the colony on Mars' surface. Through a small window, she could see a baby sleeping in a crib. She looked closely and saw that the little girl had a red shirt with the letter R on it. It was Ruby. Hey, little girl, Sylvia said as she began tearing up. My name is Sylvia. I came all the way from Earth to see you. You've been a very good girl, and Santa will be here very soon to give you gifts. I'm so glad I get to meet you. As she smiled at the little girl, she saw a shooting star quickly approaching. Santa! His icicle ship latched onto hers and brought it down to the plant's surface with him. He landed on the roof of the colony compound and climbed out of his sleigh. 
He opened up Sylvia's sleigh and gave her a big hug. Sylvia, we did it, he said with the biggest smile she had ever seen, and with almost an hour left in Christmas Eve. Well then, Sylvia said as she handed him his sack of presents, we better get started. The rest of the Mars journey was a blur to Sylvia. She got to witness firsthand how quickly Santa could put presents under each tree, stuff each stocking, and find, still find some time for milk and cookies. She was amazed at the skills he had developed over the centuries. Just when she thought that the trip couldn't get any more magical, Santa handed Sylvia a small box. Open it, he said. It's the last present of the year. She opened it up and saw a small book and a doll. The doll looked exactly like Sylvia, even had many dark elf wings and was holding an icicle. The book's title was Sylvia, the Elf Who Saved Christmas. Santa, this is amazing. I have one for you back at the workshop, he said with a smile, but I thought you may like to deliver little Miss Ruby's present yourself. Sylvia was overcome with emotions. She and Santa entered Ruby's family's pod and quietly put the gift under the tree. Santa offered her a cookie and some milk, but she declined. Instead, she went over to Ruby's room. She reached her small elf hand through the crib and held Ruby's tiny hand in hers. I'll see you next year, sweetheart. Read about Sylvia and the elf and know that I will make sure every Christmas for you is magical. Sylvia and Santa jumped into his icicle-shaped sleigh and took off for Earth. Santa told her about the crazy stories from the night, like pets waking up, almost getting caught by one kid who has to, had to use the bathroom, and what it was like flying faster than he ever had before in his icicle. He asked her about her night, and what could be changed for the Christmas Eve when more children were likely to be born. Sylvia couldn't believe how amazing her life was. As she watched Mars disappear into the distance behind her, she began to get more excited. More babies meant a new challenge for her and her new division, Icicle. As she began mentally planning the future, she thought about little Ruby and her friends playing with their new presents. For the children of Mars and a happy Christmas for all those living on another planet, Icicle will be there. I hope you all enjoyed that story as much as I did. Uh, that story was inspired again by a writing prompt, which I intentionally didn't read to you at the very beginning of this episode. Uh, that is a writing prompt from Reddit user connect the thoughts and that reads it finally happened the day santa dreaded he has to deliver presents to the first kid to be born on mars it was a very simple little prompt but i took it and ran with it and i had just an absolute blast making this story um i hope i'd love to know all of your thoughts um let me know what you thought about sylvia and the story i created about the north pole elves and again, I want to wish all of you a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. I hope you are having a blast with your friends, with your family, your loved ones. Uh, keep each other close. Create stories that you're going to share for years to come. Thank you so much for an amazing year of podcasts and for the love of story listening. I love what I'm doing with this, and I love how involved all of you have been, and I am very much looking forward to everything that I have in store for you next season. Season two is going to be awesome. I will have more information for you all um, coming up very, very, very soon. I can't wait to share that all with you. I will see you all next year. Until then, this has been yours truly, Thule. <laughs> <laughs>